Those whose sins you forgive are forgiven. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Today is, has a number of names. It's called Low Sunday because we don't have all of the same pomp as we did on Easter Sunday as we conclude the octave. It's also called Domenica in Albis because in the early church, the catechumens who were baptized at the vigil, then they wore those white garments for the entire octave. And then on Domenica in Albis Depositis, they would take the white garments and return them to the cathedral treasury where they would be kept as a witness to their baptismal promises. Tom, um, St. Augustine speaks about this phenomenon of the losing of the white garments. And basically, he's saying they're like little chicks who are being kicked out of the nest, okay? The octave's over. Go live your Catholic lives. He says, and nonetheless, Mother Church is hovering over these little chicklets who are just learning to fly. Very solicitous of them, keeping watchful eye over them, supporting, encouraging, correcting. It's also called Quasimodo Sunday because of the introit in which we hear those beautiful words. Um, Quasimodo means just as or like. So like newborn babes who desire spiritual milk without guile, that they may grow up to salvation, for you have tasted the kindness of the Lord. So it comes also from the entry, the first word. And often the nickname for a mass will will come from the first word of the intro. And that kind of sets a tone for the mass itself, the formularies of the mass. Of late, this Sunday has also been given another name, Divine Mercy Sunday. And I know some ultra, hyper, uber traditionalists are suspicious of Divine Mercy. And uh, the suspicions are misplaced. I've, I've read the diary. I've also read the critiques of Divine Mercy put forth by the ultra, hyper, uber traditionalists. And they fall into one of, cam- one of two camps. It's usually emotionalism. I heard one argument against it saying, well, the picture gives, the image gives me the creeps. Okay, well, that's not a very good, convincing, theological argument. The, the ones that attempt to be theological, though, are reading them and reading the diary intellectually dishonest. One of the critiques is that, well, the Holy Office in the 50s um, condemned the writing. And so, and then, of course, it was the modernists who then approved it later. Well, what was the Holy Office looking at? The Holy Office was looking at a faulty Italian translation. Faustina wrote in Polish, and the diary was translated poorly into Italian and given to the Holy Office, and there were errors. One error, for example, where Christ in Polish says, I am mercy incarnate, was translated as if Sister Faustina were mercy incarnate. So, of course, the Holy Office is going to have a problem with that. 
when the corrections of the translation were made, the process went forward. There is a connection between Quasimodo and being like spiritual children and divine mercy. Because ultimately, it's rooted in trust. At the foundation of it all is trust. The trust that the church has in giving this time of octave to the catechumens in which they're very held very close to the church and then with trust but not without God's grace sent out of the nest to live their lives as responsible adult Catholics but they're not on their own the divine mercy is very much the same thing we're not left to our own devices nobody here doubts the real presence. Nobody here doubts the miracles of Christ or the approved apparitions of Our Lady. We don't doubt the miracles of saints, but we can, our, our, our faith and our trust often finds a barrier when we think of ourselves. Can I really be good? Can I be holy? And there we start to falter. Often our eyes are on ourselves, on our own littleness, on all the reasons why we shouldn't be saints. <clears throat> and I'm sure every one of us can come up with many reasons why we ought not be saints. And nonetheless, our Lord calls us to be reconciled to Him, to be forgiven in confession. And so one of the critiques of Divine Mercy was that it was a quasi-Protestant saved mentality. That's not true at all. Once we've been forgiven, then we've got the responsibility to live up to that. And should we fall, we come back. And we come back. We're not, we ought not be problems for ourselves. We're problems for our Lord. And He is the solution. So we place ourselves in His hands with absolute trust in Him. He is the one who has all of the solutions for all of our weakness, our foibles, our sinfulness, our nothingness. Imagine the situation here in the gospel today. Our Lord appears to the disciples. You know, for the Jews, a ghost was a soul that came back seeking revenge. That was the notion of a ghost for the Jews. So all of them had failed him. All of his disciples had failed him in some way. And now he appears, and the first thing he says is, Peace be to you. And then he gives them the faculties to forgive sins. And he repeats again, Peace be to you. What is peace? St. Augustine tells us that peace is tranquillitas ordinis. Peace is when everything, the peace of tranquility, it's the tranquillitas ordinis, it's the tranquility of everything being in the right place. And so, when we come to our Lord asking forgiveness, He puts things in the right place. But we're not 17th century quietists, okay? We don't just delegate everything to Him and say, okay, I've been forgiven, now I delegate everything to our Lord. <coughs> Rather, this comes with responsibility. So, ultimately, trust, which is at the root of divine mercy, trust is entrustment of myself to His will. And that means with all of my heart, 
with all of my mind, with all of my strength, I will seek to please Him in my thoughts, in my words, in my deeds. You know, we all have the valid question of, is this a sin? You know, that's a valid question. But the real question that ought to drive our thoughts, our words, and our actions is, does this give you glory, Lord? Is this what pleases you? When that's what drives everything, it changes everything. And then we experience what divine mercy is. We, re we receive graces that we never had before, and we learn how to cooperate with it. And it's real. It's real. I've had so many experiences, brother priests have had so many experiences where people have come up to us, Father, I don't know, you know, on the street, Father, it's been about 30 years, and I, want to, I just have you all an urge, I want to go to confession. Do you know what today is? No. It's Divine Mercy Sunday. What's that? It's like the old Palm Olive commercial. You know, you're soaking in it, okay? It's, you're, you're immersed in it right now, thanks to him. And so, it's real. And to see these miracles is so humbling. Our Lord said it would happen, and it happens. He is faithful. We have to trust in His fidelity. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen.